0: Practice makes perfect. So if you are going to be, if you want to be a social media influencer, practice.
1: Welcome to Allegedly with Bo and Ryan, the only entertainment and law podcast that brings you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Allegedly. I'm Bo Bowen. And I'm Ryan Schmidt. You're listening to
2: Allegedly with Bo and Ryan. We're coming to you from our law offices in beautiful, historic Savannah, Georgia, where we'll be chatting about pop culture, hot legal topics in the news, and doing our best to change the way people think about the law and lawyers. But first, a little about us. Ryan is an incredible linguist. He's actually fluent in every language on earth, including
1: three that only he speaks. And Bo is so famous that he owns the only passport ever issued in U.S. history that required no photo. Together, we're Savannah's consummate, renegade legal titans. And the only corporate and entertainment lawyers in the free world who have never lost a single case. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, Welcome to Episode 7, Ryan. We now have enough episodes to, I don't know, fill an entire Quidditch team. How the hell do you know that? (laughs) Better question is, how do you not know that?
2: Okay, fair enough. Well, I understand you have arranged a special guest for us today. It's actually our very first time having a guest join us on the podcast. I sure did. Well, this is
1: incredibly exciting, Ryan. Why don't you tell everybody who you invited to join us today? Awesome. Well, today's guest is the epitome of a renaissance man. He is an influencer, rapper, model, actor, producer. He made history as the first openly gay male on VH1's hit show, Love & Hip Hop. Has worked besides some of the greatest in the game, including Lil Wayne, Kanye West, and Beyonce. He's also the founder and CEO of the hottest new streaming network, MCTV Streaming Network. We're talking, of course, about the one and only Milan Christopher. Milan, welcome to our show. We're so happy to have you here. I am so happy to be here. How are you guys
2: doing? (laughs) Doing great, man. Well, listen, Milan, now you realize you've gotten to know Ryan. You and I have never met. Now you got to realize I'm in my 50s, okay? I am not the young, hip in the know, you know, young fella like Mr. Ryan Schmidt over here. So, For anybody listening that might be skewing a little bit more toward my side of the coolness line, (laughs) why don't you go ahead and explain to us exactly what the hell it means to be an influencer?
0: So uh, I'm assuming because I'm not 100% uh, sure what it means, to be honest, (laughs) but um, I'm I'm assuming it's a person who uh, has a set. Or a cult following where, you know, they can kind of, you know, say something and kind of move the masses or move their following to, you know, uh, be influenced by their voice, by their presence, by the things that they do or what they represent. Um, So I'm assuming that's what it is, just kind of like a person with a platform of their own, with a following of their own.
1: Absolutely. I love that. What is a day... In the life of an influencer, look like.
0: Um, well, me personally, um, I get up. I typically um, dedicate, you know, most well, not most, but some of my time uh, as far as like on my social media, whether it's on Bigo, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, you know, to just kind of like put out some sort of content whether it's a picture a video um, or just something that is like random about my thoughts. Um, And then of course I go to the gym uh, five days a week um, and, you know, maybe go grab something to eat, but majority of the day, like uh, you know, after probably around like four or five o'clock I'm on social media uh, or some form of social media. Uh, For the remaining hours of the day, maybe like three or four hours out of the day, every day. Wow, man. So, well, I
2: mean, obviously, as a kid, you know, you're uh, three or four years old. You're not thinking, you know, I can't wait to grow up to be an influencer, mainly because that didn't even exist (laughs) at the time. So how did you actually get started? You know, how did you how did you fall into this category of influencer?
0: I think it kind of just came with time. Um, excuse me that my, my, uh, microwave is going off, but I think it kind of, I think it kind of comes with the times. Like, um, I don't even necessarily think, you know, I think Instagram is rather new. I think I got Instagram back in like 2012, 2013. And as the platform grew, um, thus, you know, your influence grows on social media, um, you know, we've we, we got all these different uh, social media pages like uh, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, and so on and so forth. So um, I don't even think that they were prepared uh, that, you know, social media was going to blow up. But now it's such a a big part of every company's uh, promotions and branding, um, you know. So I, I think it just kind of happened. It, it, it wasn't something that any any one plan for it to happen. But, you know, once it happened, everyone started taking advantage of it.
1: Well, awesome. I mean, I, you know, you talked about going to the gym, you know, that's, that's a priority in your life. A lot of your posts, of course, are you flexing the abs and got to give, uh, got to give respect for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have seen your picture, Milan.
2: I have to say built like a tank. <laughs> Good Lord, man. <laughs>
1: Well, one of the biggest things I'm, I'm always wondering when I'm playing around on my phone and watching content is how do influencers actually make money?
0: Um, well, you know, some people get paid to post. So say, for instance, if uh, Ryan, you had a new single or maybe you came up with a skincare line or something like that, um, you would notice the people who have the most influence, which may be equating to who has more followers. Um, and so what you would do is you would hit up that person and say, Hey, can you give me a post, a shout out, or, you know, just telling your, your followers to use my products or maybe even just follow my company's page and so on and so forth, or click the link and go download my hit single, whatever it is that you're promoting. Um, and that person would probably charge you. Uh, I know most people charge, you know, a certain amount of money depending on how many followers they have. And so that's one way to make money. And then, um, club promoters and club people who have like events, um, you know, they, they will hire certain influencers to kind of host their events or, um, you know, perform at their events and so on and so forth. It it, kind of is based on, you know, supply and demand. And if a person can see that they can benefit some way somehow, as far as like ticket sales, people showing up. Um, and again, uh, if they have products, you know, how they can sell their products to your, your, your fan base by having you post it. So you, you get, you get paid for postings, promotions, um, and appearances, uh, you know, that's how most people make money. And then you have people who are on YouTube, TikTok and other apps like Bigo who get paid for just streaming, uh, like their, their promoters, I'm sorry, their followers will send the money like on Bigo. It's like a live stream uh, app where people are able to gift you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars as long as you're live and communicating with them. And then on TikTok, based on your views and you know followers and clicks, stuff like that, um, your views and followers, um, you get paid for that. And then on YouTube for the ads, uh, based on your views, how many clicks, how many times people watch it, how many times people click the ads and so on and so forth, you get paid for that as well. So it's just different ways um, you can get paid and, it's different, and it just kind of depends on the app.
2: So it sounds right. kind of like like how Ryan gets paid on his OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. Well, you know, it's interesting, Milan, you're talking about getting paid like when someone wants you to, you or any, I don't mean you specifically, but influencers to endorse a product. I actually read recently that the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, you know, was kind of cracking down on that a little bit. Have you heard anything about that? How they've they they passed some regulations specifically aimed at influencers and, and their endorsement of products, saying that you're not allowed basically to endorse a product unless you actually use it. You have to disclose your relationship. Have you heard anything about that?
0: Um, no, I haven't. And even if I did, I wouldn't really care. Um <laughs> see certain things the government is always trying to get involved because they want to figure out how they can make money um you know and they always try to get a control of it for taxes and trying to like just kind of get their hand in the pot as well you know what i mean because you know they, they they just again they just want to make as much money as they possibly can um no, so I haven't really heard that and I don't think any other influencers really any other influencers are really that concerned um as if, you know, hey, I'm not going to do this or hey, I'm not going to post this because I haven't used it. Um but for the most part, I will say this, most people who do make posts about certain brands or as far as like um products, the people actually tend to send us stuff first. So we can at least have it at hand, you know right. what I mean? So if, if there's a, a, a lotion or a cologne or, a, or a hookah pin or something, they'll send you the products and then they would like for you to actually post with the product in your hand or you talking so you can physically have it and kind of show it. I, I, I haven't really gotten any, I guess I'm, I guess this kind of goes back to me not really being concerned because I haven't even had a, a, a product. That they someone has asked me to promote that they didn't send it to me first, so I don't. Yeah, so I can see why the F. I think you said the FCC, FTC, um, All right. FTC. Yeah, I, I'm I'm assuming you know that that that's a way around it because no one's really promoting anything that I know of unless they have the product.
2: Now, you personally, do you find that like if if somebody sends you a product and wants you to endorse it, basically, do you? is it important to you to make sure that it is something that you actually like using or, or feel positive about in order to decide to endorse it? Or is it really just about, Hey, pay me. You got it. No problem.
0: Yeah, I would say, um, if it's something that is like, if it's something that's kind of like uh, counterproductive or something that I might cut or, you know, or the person who's sending it to me, kind of it's kind of sketchy or maybe I've heard something about them and I don't want to really get behind it, um, then that's one thing. And then if it's something that, you know, you send me that I actually have the need to use, you know, sometimes people send me stuff like, hey, here's a clear clear skin product, but I already have clear skin. So it's like, you know, I still <laughs> will probably promote it depending on how much money they're, they're asking for the advertisement, but um, I might not necessarily use it because I don't really need it. Um, you know, or here's a weight loss pill. I'm already have a nice body. I'm not (laughs) taking weight loss pills, you know. So they kind of they. I'm with you, brother. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They'll find people who fits their aesthetic to promote their stuff, like you know, to as if you are using it, and that's why you look the certain way, or your skin is clear and stuff like that. But yeah, so it just depends. Um, honestly.
1: Wait, you're telling me not everything on the internet is 100% true?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting actually, because actually everything on the internet is 100% true. I take it
2: back. <laughs> Fair enough. So, you know, when you say that, I'm sure there are some people listening that are like, oh, so you just send the money and he'll endorse your product. But that's really no different at all than a major television network. You know, mm-hmm. you if you have a show... That has a lot of viewers. That means that you can charge more money. And it's not like they're sitting there going, well, you know, the executives at ABC don't actually use Charmin brand toilet paper. So we're not going to run a commercial for it. I mean, no, it's, right. it's all about where can someone that wants to get eyes on their product, where can they go to get the most eyes on it? And they pay for that privilege. So that makes perfect sense to me.
1: Yeah, that's 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 a great point, point. and I love that he said that he didn't really care. I mean, that's so so in line with uh, with just who you are, Milan, and uh, kind of you're not afraid to go up against people and uh, you know really stand for what you believe in. Although, if the FTC is listing
2: as Milan's lawyers, he was totally just kidding.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I use all of the products that people think me. <laughs> there we
1: go. <laughs> Well, it seems like every person, you know, in this day and age that's under the age of 30, let's say, with an Instagram or TikTok account just thinks that, you know, everybody wants to see their content and that they should, you know, the second they create this account, they're entitled to become an influencer. For the people that are trying to do this in earnest, that are really trying to get this started, what's like the best piece of advice to somebody that's trying to break into the game?
0: I struggle with this question because. Um, I have a social media, uh, family, um, on Vigo and on Instagram and my family is, you know, kind of curated towards influencers and content creators and stuff like that. And I just sometimes feel like everyone isn't a content creator and everyone is not deserving of this fame and stardom that they see, you know, from the people that they follow because, let's just face it, everybody's not entertaining. I'm not that entertaining to, you know, such and such. And this person's not that entertaining to such a person. Everybody's not a singer. Everybody's not a dancer. And I feel like, um, you know, there is a level of entitlement um, to just every single person that creates a social media platform or social media um, device or whatever you want to call it, or account, um, who feel like they can do what the next person is doing and do it or, or do it better. And they are entitled to, like you said, like to these, these millions of followers and these millions of fans and so on and so forth. Um, my best, my best advice is to practice makes perfect. So if you are going to be, if you want to be a social media influencer, um, if you want to be a comedian, if you want to be a model, if you want to be, um, what else are you doing? A dancer, kind of practice, you know, kind of go to like dance classes and or kind of, you know, maybe perf- perfect your craft by watching other comedians and kind of get your comedy level up or do stuff, go to like a comedy class or something like that um, and then bring it to whatever app or whatever uh, social media platform that you're trying to build your platform on um, instead of just getting on there um, and just randomly doing stuff because once you get on there and your your stuff is lame or if it's not <laughs> good, people are not gonna want to. They don't even want to hear from you anymore because once because our the, the attention spans of people these days is so is so freaking short. Um, you know, it's like they don't even give you the opportunity to become better. So I would just perfect my crap outside of my app. Perfect my pictures. Um, and just different things and then come to whatever platform and try to push my content um, you know so uh, again I guess the in layman terms uh, kind of practice before you you know go to school for whatever you know career path that you, you you're trying to choose and I'm, and I'm and I'm saying like as far as your Instagram and social media is concerned, go to school first and then try to do the job. You know, just running in there, uh, and you work at uh, Walmart, and you're running into a doctor's office trying to do brain surgery um, <laughs> is a little uh, perplexing. So I don't think you know everyone can do it. So well,
2: you, gotta you know, kinda learn. First. That's
0: I have to say, Milan, that
2: that is fascinating, and and it, I've never really thought about it that way. That's really interesting. You're right. You know, people think, oh, this is just somebody on the internet. I can I could do that. But mm-hmm. no, that's absolutely false. It takes really innate talent that not, not even close to everyone has. It's like me as a, you know – Ten-year-old dorky white kid picking up a basketball, and you know, well, let me just uh, go dribble in my front yard a little bit, and you know, a few years from now, I'll be in the NBA. <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah. It definitely. I, I see. I get your point exactly. If you don't have that natural, whether it's charisma, look, um, just drive, whatever it is that that secret ingredient that that catches on with the public, you just
1: you know, time to try something else. And, uh, I mean, you, and I mean, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, in your in your thing, I mean, it it didn't happen overnight. I mean, you've been on all these shows. You've you've done the reality shows. You've done the music videos. You've done the. You've had this great rap career. You've done all these things. and You've put in that time. And I think some people get hung up on the followers and just say, "Oh, this person must have just turned on this app, and now they just got all this."
0: Mm-hmm. And um, you know. I hear this a lot, like, when it comes down to people like Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian family where people are like, what, what What do they do? Like, you know, how are they so famous? How are they so rich? And how are they so huge social media influencers? Or, like, what's their talent? It takes talent to do what those girls do. Um, you know, it, in, in all honesty, for them to be the one of the richest richest." But let, let's let's just scratch the the wealth part of it, wealth aspect of it. But also, one of the most famous people on the planet, the Kardashians are literally their their family are literally the most famous girls on the planet. I haven't seen a family like theirs since the Jacksons, ah, so Michael Jackson fair. and his family. And you know, it takes it takes a craft to be able to uh, build a character build a platform build something that people want to listen to want to watch people want to hear people want to be like um and you know kim's not a singer but she you know she did have a a a sex tape uh, a couple years back but that the sex tape was basically just kind of like something that just pushed her name to the forefront and it, it took all of the work and you know, the networking and all of the things that you have to do in order to get to the level that those girls are on, because if it was so easy, um, everybody would do it. Everybody yeah. would be Kardashians right now.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of people with sex tapes out there that aren't
0: quite as famous or
2: rich as the Kardashians. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. um, <yeah. laughs> so now Ryan was telling me, Milan, that you recently launched your a series on your very own streaming network, MCTV streaming network—is that right? Yes, sir. Well, mm-hmm. well, t- tell us a little bit about that. How how did you start that process, and 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 what is what is tell us about this new network?
0: Um, there was a space where I was just like, you know what, there's no gay superheroes on TV, and um, and I had a connect with Amazon, um, where I could you know, create a show and get my content put on Amazon, Amazon prime. And I was like, you know, I want to be a superhero. Like that's one thing that I've always wanted to be as an actor, you know, growing up. And I was kind of trying to find a space where, you know, we were lacking in and I just realized there was no gay superheroes or no openly gay superheroes on Marvel or on uh, DC characters and so so on and so forth. And if it was, they weren't like well-known superheroes. Um, and so I said, let me create my own thing. So I ended up creating a comic book called Ragnaron, and um, so many people were just like interested and in, and in, in kind of kind of went a little. I had like a little virility, and I was like, you know, I should create a TV show, um, and. I went to a couple of networks uh and tried to pitch the show um and no, like I just noticed that even then in 2019 2018 that there was still this thing and I don't know maybe it's me maybe it was you know cuz it was me I don't know um you know coming from loving hip hop but the, at the time there was no little Nas's. um there was no Um, I mean, I guess we did have Jesse Smollett, um, but there was no other real vocal gay black men, honestly. Um, And so people weren't really jumping on it. And it was just kind of like, so I was like, yo, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. So I ended up doing it, making my own TV show based off the comic book that I created. And I ended up saying, I'm going to I need to put this on the network or on a place where people can watch it. So that's when I initially created TV Streaming Network. And my plan was to make it a TV series. Um, and then in 2019, as we all know, COVID hit. So when COVID hit, um, it stopped the production of not only my show, but the entire world, um, you know, kind of went into, uh, went back into the stone ages, I feel like cause nothing in LA was moving. Nobody was shooting anything. Um, I started noticing, you know, as I'm sitting at home with all these great ideas that was kind of slipping through my hands because, you know, no one was doing anything. I started noticing people started to move and navigate to Georgia um, because Georgia in 2018, 2019 was still open. You know, Tyler Perry Studios was wide open. People were still shooting TV shows and movies. In California, it was absolutely not happening, period. No one was shooting anything. Um, And I'm at home, I'm on Beagle, I'm on social media, and I'm kind of still making money from social media. And I'm like, you know what, I gotta get the hell out of here because I want to continue to make my show. I moved to Atlanta in like 2020, 2019, 2020, still kind of in the midst of the pandemic. It just kind of took time a little bit too much time where I kind of just said, you know what, I'm going to just not do this Ragnaron thing right now. Um, and so I ended up getting hired to go on uh, another television show back in LA. Um, and I went there and I did that and had a horrible experience. And I was like, the whole time I was there, I was like, you know what, this is my time to create my own thing and get back to what, I really want to do, which is produce reality TV, produce TV shows, and so forth. And um, I came back, got back on to that when I got back to Atlanta again. Um, and I just went full-fledged pushing it and yeah. shot my own thing, shot my own shows. And now that's the only thing that I'm concentrating on outside of still doing social media, but uh, producing and directing and utilizing my own platform and pushing my own platform so,
1: and, you're, and you're talking about the Hot Boys of Atlanta right
0: yes Hot, hot Boys t- ATO That's
1: so tell it. us about that
0: um so Hot Boys ATO is a TV show based on um you know a group of individuals that live in the Atlanta area you know trying to make it here um A lot of the people that are here are not from here they're from different places like LA Chicago, Florida and so forth and um they are all trying to you know be singers some of them trying to be dancers some of them are trying to be like you ryan and become only fan superstars <laughs> um, and so um you know so we kind of follow you know their stories and you know what they have going on uh throughout the city um and yeah it's uh it's it's for me it's kind of like a uh, LGBTQIA loving hip hop um, on steroids. So
2: well, I, that you, you got me sold. I cannot wait to watch that. And and of course, I, is it safe to assume that now that you have met Ryan Schmidt, that Hot Boys Sav is not far behind?
0: Yes, I think <laughs> Savannah is next, um, and Ryan is going to be. Uh, our lead star, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
1: Well, so I talked to you about, you know, a game. We usually play games here on Allegedly Podcast, and this being a legal entertainment podcast. You know, we often throw different games and challenges at, at each other. With you, we wanted to come up with something that would combine your world with ours. So so here, here's our question to you. You know, if you could slide into the DMs of any fictional TV or movie lawyer, who would it be and why?
0: Movie lawyer? Yeah. Movie or TV? Or TV. Okay, so I don't know if you guys remember um, the movie where uh, Keanu Reeves was a lawyer and his dad was like the devil. Devil's Advocate. Nice um, I would definitely slide in Keanu Reeves um, <laughs> DMs. Uh, I, I mean, he was a, an, an amazing lawyer, um, but not only was he an amazing lawyer, he was kind of dedicated to doing the right thing, um, and you know. I I thought that was super dope. Of course, he's an amazing looking person as well. so That (laughs) That that doesn't hurt. hurt. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, it would be Keanu Reeves from Devil's Advocate. (laughs) That's a good one. Well,
2: man, you got a lot going on. You got anything else you're cooking up right now? I mean, other than Hot Boys Atlanta, what's next for Milan Christopher?
0: So I want to do Hot Girls, uh, either Hot Girls Atlanta or Hot Girls Chicago. Um, you know, uh, cause I'm from Chicago, uh, but yeah, so my next show is definitely going to be uh hot girls and then of course season two for hot boys. And honestly, I want to pick back up on Ragnaron and start shooting more episodes of that as well, which is a scripted television show. Um, and I also want to, I have a, another idea for a tele, uh, not a television show, but a movie, a short that I also want to do. Um, so I got a couple of things that I have in the back of my mind that I'm working towards uh, getting done. So a couple more projects.
1: Well, we we certainly can't wait to see it. Milan, thank you so much for joining us today and being the first ever guest on Allegedly with Bo and Ryan. It was so much fun having you on.
0: I had an absolute blast. You guys are great. And I look forward to listening to your podcast. Um, this is like episode seven of your podcast, correct? That's right. Perfect. So, uh, Mike, I got a question for you guys. Do you guys um, feel like you guys are going to be doing this podcast uh, from now until eternity or you feel like it's just something you're doing just for now?
2: Well, I got to say, I was very hesitant to get started doing it, but since we've started doing it, I mean, not only have we gotten a great reaction so far, but it's been a blast.
1: It's so much fun. Yeah, we're just we're just having we're just two dudes having a good time talking about lawyers stuff and tvs and movies and all that stuff so yeah no no plans to stop and it's kind of like this milan we'd be having these same stupid
2: conversations just in the office so we might as well put a damn mic in front of us
0: <laughs> right right mm-hmm. <laughs> okay one last question what's your favorite show on television right now both from both of you guys
1: Oh wow! Okay, so favorite show. I'm the only like live show I'm watching right now. In addition to watching like old stuff, that's that's kind of going on, is I'm I'm really hooked into House of the Dragon or Hot
0: D. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, my God, (laughs) Dragons is literally okay. I am a Game of Thrones fanatic already. Yep, but. House of Dragons is like, first, first of all, we're only on season one. So let's just start there. And for it to be as good as it is, it's almost like Game of Thrones on steroids. Um, you know, in in Game of Thrones, it was only three dragons and House of Dragons. It's fucking (laughs) a (laughs) hundred. So it's just so good. And it's just so all over the place. And it's just, everything is just, every episode has been had so many unexpected turns um and trials and tribulations i absolutely love it. it's literally my favorite show but game of thrones was my favorite show um but house of dragons has literally taken over um yeah and this weekend uh, i don't know when this show airs but uh, uh you know this sunday is supposed to be the season finale so i'm sure it's going to be fucking epic yeah
2: i can't wait
1: absolutely yeah well, uh,
0: Bubba. what about you
2: what, yeah yeah, yeah well i have well first of all let me just follow up on house of the dragon I had a moment that kind of bothered me a little bit about that show, which is Viserys at his death literally was only supposed to be fifty-two years
0: old. Mm-hmm. That
2: motherfucker was younger than me because
0: <laughs> that. Dude but was... also, Bumble, he had a disease, so it wasn't. It wasn't just. It wasn't his age. He had like I'm assuming he had lupus or, something. or leprosy something, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, some type leprosy. Yeah, he had some type of deteriorating uh, disease going on. So he's, you know, all yeah. Right, so you right. don't have to worry about that. Yeah, he looked rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. well,
2: I'll tell you, Milan, a show that I have really loved it just ended a couple of weeks ago. Is a show called Reservation Dogs. You ever seen that? No, I've never
0: even heard of it.
2: Oh, man. It's on uh, FX, and it's about a group of the, of teenagers that live on an Indian reservation. And, like, every episode is, is very similar to the first couple seasons of Atlanta. You know, you just mm. never know what's going to happen in every episode, who they're going to focus on. And I'll tell you, I have not recommended that show to a single person that hasn't come back to me and said, Oh, my God. I love that show. So definitely check that one out.
0: So I will definitely this week check out Reservation Dogs. And I have FX, so I'm definitely going to check that out. So, well, yeah. Well, man, thank you again so
2: much for joining us today, Milan. I mean, that was fascinating stuff. I learned so
0: much today. Yeah, and thank you guys for joining me. Um, hopefully, uh, mctvstreamingnetwork.com. Uh, will be a part of you guys' favorite television shows. Will be found on there. Um, make sure you guys watch and check out Hot Boys ATL on MCTV Streaming Network. It's a really, really dope reality TV show. Um, so, um, again, that will become one of you guys' favorite uh, reality TV shows. Um, but yeah, so, and I had a really great time and uh, <laughs> got to know a lot about you and Bo. I'm sorry, <laughs> Bo and Ryan. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had a great time as well. Thank you guys for having me.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Um, is, there, is there anywhere that you feel like people that want to learn more about you? Where should, where's the best place to go?
0: Uh, definitely come to uh, my Instagram page, which is Milan Christopher, M-I-L-A-N-C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R, uh, straight across and Milan Christopher. And, um, you can find out everything you need in my bio, on my page, in the links in my stories, you know? Um, so yeah. Definitely check me out.
2: All right. Well, good luck, man. And really, and, and please come back and join us again, uh, particularly when this show blows up. <laughs> hey, don't forget <laughs> yeah, about yeah.
0: Allegedly with Bo and Ryan over here. <laughs> I would never forget about you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys again for having me. And I will talk to you guys soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. man. Alrighty. All right, Ryan. Bye-bye.
2: Well, I got to say, Ryan, that was incredible. I cannot believe I I knew so little about influencers, and now I feel basically like an expert. I I feel like I learned all there is to know about influencers today.
1: You mean kind of like how lawyers learn exactly how to lose when they go up against the Bowen Lark group? Exactly, Ryan, (laughs) which is why, of course,
2: we're the most successful lawyers in the history of human jurisprudence.
1: Allegedly. <laughs> well, that's our show for today. Thanks for listening to the legal mastery of the highly intelligent and easily most attractive true legal outlawyers in Savannah. And remember, the only lawyers in the free world who have never lost a single case. Allegedly. To continue to receive free, edge-of-your-seat legal anecdotes, mind-blowing takes on hot topics, and a general masterclass on lawlessness, please head over to the slash podcast and look for... Dude,
2: if they haven't figured it out by now, they ain't gonna. Just hit the damn subscribe button already.